It's time for Let's Get Real with your host from Bob Richards and Associates, Bob Richards. Hey, Bob, how are you doing today? Michael, I'm doing great. Thank you. We are so glad to have you with us today. My name is Michael Mullenhauer. I'm sitting here with my good friend, Mr. Bob Richards, who is with Bob Richards and Associates representing Berkshire Hathaway. Yes, sir. In the lovely town of St. George, Utah. St. George, sunny St. George. How long have you been selling real estate around here, Bob? 30 years. 30 that years. That is like three decades or 30 years, whichever comes first. Yes. Wow. That was back when the Moody Blues were around. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Just right around electricity being uh, started. Yes. Yeah, we have a story about that. We'll hold <laughs> off on that later. <laughs> so, Bob, I know you've been doing this for a long time. Tell us a little bit about what's going on in the state of our current market. How is it different now from what it was in 2020? What do we got to look forward to in 2023? What's going on around here? Sure. Great questions, Michael. There's a significant difference in our market today as we're wrapping up 2022 and welcoming in the new year of 2023. And just a couple of years ago, the market was insanely busy uh, for a different reason and something that we would call more of an anomaly rather than something that would be a normal market, meaning that there's been a vast variety of changes in areas that have grown. Uh, New home construction has just been out of this world. And since COVID, We've just had a lot of people that have immigrated into the southern Utah area as well as other areas, but mostly from Washington State, Oregon State, and California. So it's given us a a variety of different occupants and residents and new homeowners and, and others that have flocked to the southern Utah area and other locations to reside and, and get out of a certain state for whatever reason that might be. So as we've seen people come in, it's been a delight to welcome them with open arms and, uh, and, and bring them here to uh, just an absolutely phenomenal place of the St. George Southern Utah area. I'm one of those guys that actually um, escaped. Oh, excuse me. I mean, <laughs> relocated. <laughs> <laughs> from uh, another state, which shall remain nameless, but it starts with a C and ends with an A, and it's not Carolina. <laughs> not Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> and it rhymes with California. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to tell you, we are, we're really excited to be here, and quite frankly, I can see why the market around here has been exploding since 2020. This is a beautiful place, and housing is still relatively affordable. It's a great place to uh, raise families. And uh, just a great place to live. And, and quite frankly, we're excited to be here and excited to be here with you today. Thank you. So was that a realistic thing that was going on? And I know there was the COVID thing and all that kind of stuff, which caused people to kind of migrate out of specific states and come to here, which, I don't know, was that kind of an anomaly? Has that ever been experienced before around here? Really hasn't. Uh, we, we saw a different market back in 2003, four and five that the bottom fell out in six, seven, eight, nine, uh, with uh, the problem being mortgages uh, back at that time. Now, this time it was due to COVID. We were underbuilt and could not find enough supply for the inbound or exodus or relocation people that came into our area here. Good term. I like that. Okay. Okay. A little politically correct there. (laughs) Uh, And then couple that, Michael, with interest rates that were just 
next to zero. I mean, in the twos uh, for a 30-year mortgage is insane. You just do not find that here in, in the United States of America. Well, we experienced a good year and a half, almost two years of rates that were down below into the twos and threes for a mortgage. Wow. Today, we're in the sevens or high sixes. It kind of depends on the time of the day. It just seems to be like a like the ocean. The waves come in, the waves go out, the rates go up, the rates go down, but certainly not down back to the, the, the twos and the threes, which is unfortunate. It curtailed our market significantly, and now prices are adjusting downward. So as a buyer, that's a good thing. As a seller, uh, you kind of missed the boat. If you didn't sell back then, it was all for the money. Then you had your opportunity, and unfortunately, that opportunity has come and gone, probably not to return again, at least in my lifetime. So we'll the uh, the interest rates in the 2 to 3% range, those are pretty much gone. They are. For our lifetime. Yes. Maybe not for Sean's lifetime, right. but for right. our lifetime. For our lifetime, I think so. Pretty safe. So they're around six or seven. Yes. Uh-huh. But I, I got to tell you, from my from my experience, I'm, I mean, I came up when interest rates were 18%. I know that you remember those days. Yes. So I'm looking at six and seven going, you know, really, that's really pretty good still. I, I remember in the back in those days, I remember talking to realtors and they go, oh, Mike, if interest rates were only 12 and a half percent, boy, could we sell some homes. Now they're six and a half, maybe seven percent. And people are like, oh, my gosh, the sky is falling. Actually, this is a really good time to buy. We've got what prices are coming down yep. a little bit. And uh, is there a crossover? Even though interest rates may be marginally coming up, prices are coming down. What's the best way to, to take uh, advantage of that? Yeah, the overall health of a real estate market is right around that 5% area. 5 to 5.5% is a, is a good average interest rate for good sales and good purchases. So you're not buying on the high end. You're not selling on the low end. It's just a nice balance right in that five to five and a half percent. So if we find that sweet spot coming back down from the Fed at some point in time, then we're in a very good, healthy market where it's not out of control, out of reach for buyers, and and certainly um, not where sellers have to sell and then have to buy something now that's smaller for more money. That doesn't make sense either. So do you think that prices are tanking or is this just more of a market correction? It is a correction. Yeah. The, the, the tanking that people might feel is going to happen or is happening, folks, it's just not going to happen. That's, that's just unrealistic. So if you're up late watching those real estate infomercials, turn the TV off and go to bed. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Sorry. I know that's one of your favorites. But... What am I going to watch at three in the morning? <laughs> that's, uh, that's really pretty interesting. So yeah, what what are ways that maybe a home owner or maybe even a builder can do to perhaps help their home sell a little bit faster with the where the interest rates are now? Is there a way that they can perhaps mitigate those, which is a big word for me mm-hmm. to say, quite mm-hmm. frankly, by by maybe buying down the interest rate, which makes it a little more uh, palatable for the home buyer to get in? What, what are some ways that we can work with this? Yeah, great question. Uh, one of the things that we let people know, especially those that are owning their home and wanting to sell, is saying, sell, telling to the, or excuse me, saying to the uh, homeowner, you are no longer a homeowner you are now a home seller. So as a result of that, they have to kind of change hats a little bit and think in the mind of what would a buyer 
anticipate seeing with my home that is very impressive that makes them want to buy it. So that means that all of their pictures and, and moose heads and you know whatever else need to come down. And you have to neutralize the home so that the buyer can see it potentially being their home and not the home seller's home. Uh, that takes a whole different perspective for people to understand that when they own a home, they, oh, I put in all this blood, sweat, and tears, and mm-hmm. I built that door, and I, I, I put up that wall. Great. That's awesome. That doesn't necessarily mean it's going to come back to you in value, and certainly not something that you would want to point out to a buyer, because they're just going to be like, so? It, it, it right. really doesn't have that meaning to them that it might the, the home seller. Right. Having a, having a moose head in the living room is not really a marketable, unique selling no. point. You know, um, mine is the only house that has this beautiful moose head hanging on the wall. And it's bullwinkle, from what I understand. <laughs> and, yeah. and nobody cares. I know. I know. So we need to make the home neutral we so do. that the buyer can visualize themselves in their home. Yes. N- not this other home. That's correct. What are some other things that, that a home seller can do to help the home buyer feel comfortable and, and visualize it's their home. Everything from like, what can they do to enhance the curb appeal when mm-hmm. they first drive up? What are some things that they can do? Yeah. As the adage is, you never get a second chance to make a first impression. And first impressions really are first. Uh, if the curb appeal is not impressive, when somebody pulls up to the house, they very well likely will drive away and not have an interest to even see the inside, having already seen the outside, thinking, okay, well, what's outside is probably very similar to what I'm going to see inside. I don't like the outside. Let's move on. And with this kind of competitive market that it is, you've, you've got to make sure that you get the buyer and have them in the home for as long as possible. Staging is an extremely important part of our particular business. And, and my personally is that we stage homes. We make sure that the owners are very very well known, and, and, and we are brutally honest with those sellers as to what they need to do to make their home look good, show good, smell good, uh, be bright and light, uh, change the light bulbs so they don't have 40 watt, go to 60 or 100, uh, yeah. whatever that might be that, that makes that extra differential advantage as to what that home might sell for and when it might sell. Uh, versus somebody else that's a, comp- a competing or competitor home. So tell me a little bit more about staging. Is that something that the homeowner can do themselves, or should they hire a professional to really come in and and make this thing look amazing, like something out of a, a magazine? Yeah, great question, Michael. I, I find that people need to have that neutrality, meaning that having somebody like a realtor that is experienced, certified, designated, uh, and, and knows their their interior design stuff. People used to call it feng shui. I think that's still out there. But the the seller, the homeowner, which is now the home seller, they may feel like that their positioning of a couch or a chair is a certain way for better viewing of the TV or for a table for their uh, easy uh, get in and get out when food is served, whatever it might be. Go with somebody that, that is a realtor that has that experience or a professional interior decorator to design something that would make that feel open, and spacious and not enclosed or, again, confined. Makes so, it smaller. So in, in staging, would I, if I was a home seller getting ready to sell, would I perhaps go out and rent furniture just for the purposes of selling it? Or do I move my stuff in the garage or put it on Marketplace or something? Right. How, right. Do, I, how do I do this? Yeah, great question there. And we do find where, where there are some things that just need to go. Uh, and, and we'll tell people, get a, get a storage unit, put it up for sale, get it gone, get it out of the house, 
get out of sight, out of mind. Uh, and the the clock that you see on the wall, well, okay, you've told me that that's not available, so let's take it off the wall, out of sight, out of mind. I'll tell you, Michael, you wouldn't believe how many deals potentially go south over a, a vase or a, a really? plate set or knives, forks, and spoons even, let alone a door opening one way versus the other way. So it's it's very fascinating how, how people assess and and, and um uh, value a particular home based upon the way it looks. What I do is that I offer a free staging service. And so we have our own staging furniture that I use for homeowners that are maybe lacking in furniture, maybe the design or the flow or the feel. And we bring it in, no extra charge to the seller, but we find it being a great help to their bottom line. It increases, uh, golly, by 10 to 15% higher in value uh, by us staging the home versus something that is just empty and mm -hmm. drab and cold and nobody has any place to sit. You go into some of these 55 and older communities or otherwise, and, and people have no place to sit. They're not going to stay very long. The home doesn't get sold. You want people to stay in the home as long as possible. And the more often that they are there or how long they are there, uh, the better chance they are going to buy it. I think that's a really unique selling point that you offer, the fact that you offer a staging service for the home sellers. That's I think that's quite a, a, a valuable asset to have. And it helps to sell the home, what, 10, 15 percent faster? 10 to 15 faster at a 10 to 15 percent higher price. So if, if you think that most interior designers or stagers, if you can even find one here in southern Utah, they'll charge between three, four to six six thousand dollars three thousand to six thousand that's six thousand dollars that um you could have had kept in your pocket had we had worked to, together and so we have all of the designations and designs and and color schemes and ways to make things look what we call pop and sizzle we bring the pop and sizzle to the house oh that's cool so what about the outside like the landscaping do you mean i have to like mow my lawn <laughs> and pick up the kids toys <laughs> what, what do we do about you the do. outside here you do the tricycle that got ran over by oh. the realtor that brought the buyer not really a, a good first impression <laughs> there uh, but yeah landscaping is is to the nines it has to be detailed out groomed looking great that's bushes trees grass edging uh, weeds pulled uh, and again like you say toys and other things that are out of the way so again very presentable very open very inviting and once you do that then Obviously, the inside of the home is going to make a big difference, but at least they're inside the home rather than driving away and never see it. So let's say, you know, I really love my home. I mean, I've put a lot of work into it and I painted the walls and, you know, see that little piece of tile over there. That's just to me, that just makes it wonderful. And there was a crack over here, but that's fixed now. And I love my home. Should I be around when you're showing the house with the new buyer so I can point out all the cool things that are in the house or what should I just leave? Great, great question. And the easiest answer is leave. Do not be in the house. Uh, that's, that's one of the worst things that a home seller can do. Now a homeowner, that's fine, but a home seller be gone, be out of the house, be away. Don't even be on the back patio, be off the property so that people can talk up between themselves with their agent, with their kids, whatever it might be, but, but do not be at the house. I think that's a, that's a wise and prudent um, sales tactic right there. I'm, I've been, uh, I've been out with some realtors while they were doing this, while they were showing a uh, property and I, 
I kind of sat in the background. They just told him I was with an affiliate company or something. Uh-huh. So I, I didn't participate. But I was there one time when uh, when the homeowner was there. And it was a disaster because they're running around telling them all these things. They're not salespeople. No. Um, it, and it blew the deal. Uh-huh. So uh, I think you're right. The best way to show the home as a homeowner and a home seller is to not be there and let you do what you do best They'll let you market and sell the home. I mean, it takes a lot of work to get, to get the prospective buyer in there. Yeah. You, uh, the homeowner doesn't need to blow it by standing around talking about, Oh, back in 1992. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and otherwise the home seller will find themselves as the highest bidder. Yeah. They've just bought the house back when that, when that buyer walks out of the house and they're just like, I didn't even get a chance to see the house because I had to have the attention or the, the seller had to have my attention and I just, let's move on. Yeah. And, and then that seller has just lost a, a great sale. Yeah. So I, I'm going to ask you a question and I'm sure this is a question that probably other people have asked you. And the question is this. So Bob, if this is such a great buy, why don't you just buy it instead of uh, over here? I mean, you're a real estate guy. This must be a great buy. You could make a lot of money. Why did you buy it? Great question, Michael. And I ask, I ask myself that because oftentimes we do have that ability to acquire a property and, and it just makes sense. Uh, we don't have pensions. We don't have retirement income. We don't have uh, 401ks. And, and so rental properties oftentimes is one of our vehicles for retirement. So we do look for things that might be a benefit to us uh, that we acquire on the side and not even let a client know. Is that selfish? No, because there are times that we can't. And, and, and there's just um, cash flow or whatever time of the market, time of the year, whatever. And so we'll definitely make contact with our clients and make them aware of that. So we don't we don't buy everything that's a good buy, but certainly we have our, our ear, to, ear to the ground and look at different things that, hey, maybe this would work for our future and, and, and move forward. Oftentimes we don't, but we pass it along to our clients. Oh, that's cool. So we got a few minutes left here. I'm going to ask a couple more questions. Sure. So I know that since, since you've been around for 30 years, you've seen a lot of the ebbs and flows in the real estate market. How does this market compared to all the other markets that you've seen? Is it better? Is it worse? Is it in the middle? What's what's hot and what's not? What's hot, what's not. Exactly right. And and just as you would, again, go back to the ocean uh, example and those waves coming in and going out and coming in, going out, there has been ebbs and flows. In the 30 years of being in business, I've seen, I think, pretty much all of how the market shifts and, and, and what causes them and, uh, and how to respond to them, how to anticipate what's going to happen in the next quarter, half year, total year. Where are we headed for 2023? Those kind of things is, is great to be able to inform our clientele. Uh, here's how to best price position you. Here's how to best serve you. Here's how to best look forward to where you're headed for 2023. In case you have any real estate goals, let's see if that matches with how the market's going to behave in this upcoming year. Cool. So right now, before we depart, I want you to gaze into your real estate crystal ball <laughs> and tell us what is the Bob Richards forecast for 2023. All right. So so the ball that I use is not that eight ball that you turn over and it says try again. Uh, it, it's uh, And it's not the crystal ball that I have to change my Energizer batteries to. This is uh, this goes through multiple, multiple hours of, of uh, research and, and late nights and early mornings to decipher and see where we're headed in our market. So here's just a few things for people to know 
as we get into 2023. Number one, interest rates are going to take a little bit of a drop. Now, will they be back in the twos and threes? Absolutely not. But if we see something that may be in the fives, that would be great. It could, it could be a possibility, definitely in the sixes, but again, wait till fall because they're going to go back up again. So there's a, a couple of things of, hey, position yourself in the first or second quarter of 2023, because in the last couple of quarters of 2023, you're going to experience a different interest rate, which also experiences a different value of housing, the overall market, and, and we kind of see where things are adjusting like they are right now. Secondly is, is that when you look at the, the depreciation in value or the correction in market value, whatever you want to uh, call it or look optimistically or pessimistically, uh, the, the value is going to adjust about another 1% to 3%, depending upon the neighborhood, depending upon the product, depending upon the age of home. New construction is going to continue to be very expensive. So if you feel like that you need to build a new hall because you're going to save money, you actually will not. You'll be paying more money. Folks, it's just like buying a new car. You drive it off the lot and it depreciates. You pull it back in. It's a used car. Same kind of a thing with a new home. Be careful on your pricing. Be careful on your bids because you are going to find yourself at the end of the day when you go ahead and close you're paying a lot more than what you had initially budgeted for when building this brand new dream home uh, or investment home or whatever else it might be. I think that's uh, wise advice. Well, Bob, I want to thank you for being with us today. My pleasure. Um, I want to let everybody know that our next podcast, we're going to be talking about vacation rentals. We are. All the ins and outs and how to uh, how to make money and make it really easy to do that. So I want to thank you, Bob, for being uh, with us today. What? How can people get a hold of you? What's your phone number? Uh, and- easy, easy. So 688-UTAH. It's area code 435-688-8824. But if you remember 688-UTAH or 703-UTAH. And how about this? Since our website is buyutah.com, well, call me at 1-800-BUY-UTAH. Either in one of those, uh, you can certainly find me pretty doggone easy, I would say. Bob, thanks for being here today. Bob Richards from Bob Richards and Associates, representing Berkshire Hathaway right here in St. George, Utah. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Thanks, Michael. This has been Let's Get Real with Bob Richards from Bob Richards and Associates. For more information, buyutah.com. We invite you to return again for another edition of Let's Get Real with Bob Richards from Bob Richards and Associates. This has been a production of One to One Network.